laurels for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have such doubts. <laughs> All right, movie time episode sixty nine with uh, Anjanari. <laughs> um, what did we have last week? Pig and, and the Green Knight. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, this week we have uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm-hmm. First time, my first time watching it. Ariana's seen it before, um, but let's get into what we've watched first, Ariana. Yeah, I wanted to do like a little discussion of A Quiet Place too, since I finally oh, watched yeah, that. Yeah. So I watched it. Yeah, I watched it too. A while, I don't. Months ago. I really liked it. It was good. I, I mean, that was a good sequel. I, I, you I, I, and you're saying it was the same thing, but they move. They advanced the plot forward a lot in that movie. No, but like when Ariana texts me and she's like, "This is the most anxiety-inducing moving movie I've ever seen." In that respect, it was the exact same thing as the first, like in terms of being anxiety-inducing. It was more traumatizing i was just very traumatized by the bear <laughs> trap to the ankle scene oh that was pretty gross yeah. oh my god um yeah. killian murphy <laughs> i love killian murphy hot dad why is yeah. he so annoying in the beginning he is really scene? annoying in the beginning. <laughs> hey how do you say diving yeah. like, leave the girl alone <laughs> and that was the well okay it, it was foreshadowing <laughs> also i mean i do not like john krasinski but he was looking quite tasty, tasty in, in that beginning it was pretty um, cool to look up all the places they filmed around here, but uh, I also yeah, fuck him. Uh, I liked how they showed like the explosion thing. I don't know. That was like crazy. That like the whole beginning scene was such chaos. What was the explosion um, scene in the beginning where it all started? Oh, like the bomb oh, yeah, thing, yeah. I guess that went off. Well, it was like an asteroid. All... I thought. Yeah, I don't know what it was, mm. but because I haven't seen the first one in a long time, I don't know if they talked about that at all. But I feel like they could have. <clears throat> Okay, the radio station at the end, like how many people did it really broadcast to? Mm, I don't know. And you know, I feel like this. I don't know how much time passed in between the first one. Oh no, it was like right after, right? Because yeah, I forgot. Killian right gonna after. make it? Yeah, probably. I mean, um, that it's over, right? They're not making another one. There's no way. I think they're gonna make another one. That's oh. called part two, not two. Part two. What is part? Oh. How wouldn't they make because now they finally have the signal so that they can kill those things at a mass scale? Yeah, that to me, I thought that was kind of like, okay, everything's gonna be okay. Like we know how to kill them. Oh, at a mass I figured scale. they That's were gonna I make a third one. I don't know. But how like they made what are they any... get... I don't know. Yeah, I guess I they could, but I feel like this movie, the second one, they they told you how it happened, which was kind of what was missing in the first, and then there's like really nothing else to reveal, I feel like. It's going to be like, okay, like, let's just journey to kill the rest of the monsters, I guess. I don't know. They say that there's either some kind of related thing or maybe a third. I don't know. A third okay. one. So well, I think it's, I figured that they were going to make a third one. I um, enjoyed the second, but I don't think they should make a third. I also was like, why they ruined it, like but... the only peaceful community. <laughs> <laughs> Killian, also yeah. like they really they dramatically guys. killed like two black guys really badly like the first policeman the first he, like, the police officer and, and then the, the second, second guy, guy went all the way the second there. guy who was like the leader of the community I'm like okay <laughs> yeah they're like let's just get you involved and kill you immediately <laughs> and he's like but what i was like i was like yeah. he's like what if my <laughs> they're hurting my family i'm like dude you're gonna literally die yeah. like don't yeah, turn, around. He kept trying to turn around those things are creepy though See, that's why the daughter sucks. She's bringing death and destruction everywhere. <laughs> what are you talking about? They literally would have had death. The whole world is filled with death and destruction. But they also didn't really, they can't swim the monsters. So I feel like there's could, some stuff that could have been, I feel like those humans could have put up a little bit better fight when they found out they couldn't swim. They did well. The guy explained that like once they started figuring out that like people like were killing each other to get to the to the, the boats islands. or whatever. Yeah. The, oh yeah, that's true. 
but I feel like there's enough. Uh, I guess there's not that many islands, but I don't know. Mm. All right. Yeah. Quiet place too. Pretty good. Yeah. I gave like a 7.8. That's high. I like seven, seven, three, seven, four. I don't know. It's, it was good. It was there's nothing bad about it. It was what you wanted it to be. Yeah. It was for a sequel. It's, it's pretty good. Killian yeah. Murphy. <laughs> yeah. P.E. by those. Mm-hmm. It's you still. You're oh, okay. Uh, yeah, just the what the White Lotus. I'll give a little more of in depth uh, review of that. To, it's the the season finale is on tonight, and then they revealed that they're doing a season two, which I would think would be more of like not an anthology, but it would since it's a resort. I think they would probably keep the staff members and then maybe change out the people who go visit at the resort. But you need to watch this good show. Maybe Very, it's also comedy. It's not really a. It's like a dramedy though. It's more. It's like suspense. It's. I don't know. I love. It's also filmed in Maui, I think. And like, oh my god, wow! I wish I could just go there. Like, what a nice set to film on. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, I watched Band of Brothers again. This is probably like the fifth time, sixth time I watched it. It's pretty much my second favorite piece of HBO content. Um, it like as far as. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a true story. Uh, it was a, a true story of a, a, it's called they're called Easy Company, um, and uh, they were the paratroopers who uh, jumped into Normandy and like kind of how it went through all there. And they intersperse it with the uh, with interviews with the real guys, you know, obviously the ones that survived and stuff. Um, it really is just an incredible story, um, heartbreaking in a lot of ways, um, but. But I'd really recommend it, uh, you know, say what you want about the military at large. I'd say, like, if you go back to, like, World War II, that was probably, like, the last war that we fought that wasn't, like, I don't know, like, us starting it or us, like, getting involved in something that we shouldn't be getting involved in. Um, like, yeah, say what you want about the military, but, like, the individual guys, like, they're kind of a part of a bigger system i guess well yeah uh, also like the military preys on young men too it's not yeah. necessarily their fault a lot of times they right. do it for financial reasons so oh yeah definitely now i mean back then there was a mix of draftees and volunteers and like a lot of the paratroopers that they that they um that they kind of focus the series on were volunteers um and yeah i mean some of the stuff they went through is just well yeah ugh. that's a different cause when you're yeah, fighting going to fight Nazism, Nazis. Yeah. yeah, and they uh, and they have. A, there's an episode that is just like devastating when they find they find their first. It's like after the war's ended, they find their first the first concentration camp. Like, mm-hmm. and because a lot of the soldiers didn't know about it, um, and a lot of a lot of the American public didn't know about it until like obviously the end of the war. And it's just yeah, it's uh, it's tough, um, but awesome. And then I actually watched the documentary that kind of went along with it. It was more just the interviews with the real guys. Um, so just, just more info on that. Um, I did see, uh, respect the Aretha Franklin movie with Allie last night. Oh, I uh, see that Allie went with you. <laughs> she did. I told you I was going to ask her. Um, yeah. but I'll talk about a couple of the trailers I saw, uh, first the, West- <laughs> the card count. <laughs> yeah, hold on. The West side story teaser trailer. Um, I'm excited for it just because I like, I think Steven Spielberg will do a good job. Like it was a cool teaser. Uh, even though it's been redone. What is it though? West Side Story? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the card. Ca- <laughs> no, the card card yeah, yeah, yeah. is second. No, obviously, I know what West Side Story is. Um, the card counter was <laughs> it was Oscar Isaac Seven is the speed. main. No, was, Oscar Isaac was the main character. Tiffany Haddish and Willem Dafoe. But like, but it <laughs> okay. looked. But it was literally like he was just like it was called the card counter, and he like and he counted cards. It was hard to tell what really the movie was about. Um, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell if it was good. I don't think it's going to be good. But I, I when Card I saw Defoe, counter. I was like, I hope it's good. Um, mm-hmm. And I like Oscar Isaac, too. But yeah, that was uh, there wasn't anything Thriller? else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Willem Defoe makes a very brief appearance. I also saw the, the James Bond trailer, um, uh, which I've seen a few times. Daniel Craig. Yeah, the last one he's doing. No time to die. I did try watching Casino Royale for the first time uh, a couple like a few weeks ago, and you know how they like always have the Bond song for each movie. Mm-hmm. The the one for the Casino Royale was Chris Cornell, R.I.P. But like, 
it was just really bad. Like it's sometimes <laughs> it's really hard to take seriously. I feel like that type of music, like Chris Cornell's type of music, isn't really like who's Chris Cornell? Uh, who do you who's the lead singer of Soundgarden? Maybe or oh, uh, you know, one of those kind of grungyish bands that followed Nirvana. Uh, anyways, so I don't know if I really understand the Bond industrial complex, like I don't know <laughs> if I understand what why it's so. I don't know. It's not really that impactful. compelling to me, but I know it's a huge cultural touchstone. Yeah, it's not that compelling to me either. I think the newer ones would be just because there's more badass like action. But uh, yeah, I mean, they were huge. He was the yeah. ultimate cool guy. Um, all right, let's get into movie news. <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba has been cast as Knuckles in the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. And Jackie Harry, star of um, Sister, Sister, Sister. Sister responds on Twitter and says, <laughs> and says, should I play a villain in Sonic 2? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I know one way to make Idris Elba's knuckles disappear. <laughs> like, I, That's so funny. She is, said, like, just uh, kidding or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was really yeah, funny. Yeah, she, she was like, just kidding. I, she was like, she was like um, just kidding. I hear his wife is a wonderful woman. And then she said something about Tom Selleck. She's like, is Tom Selleck singing? <laughs> Jack and Harry has a really good Twitter. Yeah, she's funny. Um, I was uh, confused by this since, like, he hated his role in Thor. I was like, why would you do another stupid? He must be getting that. What the hell is cash. Knuckles? I don't know anything about Sonic. How does he so... hate his role in Thor when he's in Suicide Squad? Like, I don't know. I guess this most recent one was supposed to be pretty. pretty I good, but... take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. I don't know. I hate all DC. Uh, we already talked about White Lotus with a new cast. Um, Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer are rumored to be dating. Uh I did see he looks like a big sack of milk, David Schwimmer. Now he's also in Band of Brothers too. He's a he's a hateable character in Band of Brothers. I hate he, him so much. But I guess his rep refuted the claims. David Schwimmer's rep. No, I know. Um, I just I'm like this is the sign of the end of times when I saw that. Like it was like on the same day, like all the global warming things were coming out. I'm like oh. he's the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, <laughs> David Schwimmer. Uh, he is. He is. I mean. Ugh. Jennifer Aniston is so far out of his league in just in terms of fame. Like, I don't know though. The Friends people are like, yeah, the Friends people are crazy for some reason, except for Matthew Perry. <laughs> Matthew I don't Perry. know. And what's his? No, they're not a list. What about what's his face? The but um, they have like this together. Joey they're a uh, the He's cute character. though. He's actually cute and like seems like he's normal-ish. And I like obviously um, Lisa Kudrow. She's awesome. Ugh. You just don't like Phoebe. I don't she's like a the good character. Actress. She's fine in other stuff, but. That character is, is um, just poison every other character she ever play. They have a horrible fat plot line on Friends that I've seen a few times. And I oh, like a fat. <laughs> Wait, yeah. What do you mean? It revolves around David Schwimmer's sister used to be fat. <laughs> Courtney Cox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they have her in a fat suit. But yeah, then when I've she like that. lost. Oh, first of all, there'd be no way in hell a fat person could go to her figure. <laughs> like you could be skinny, but you could not get to her. Like she's literally like bones and like she perfectly is. like she's like got a tight body like it's not yeah. like she's but uh and then like her whoever <laughs> what's his name um matthew perry perry yeah he he only he was like really mean to her when she was she fat was and fat, then but course. then they end up together i'm like so she ends up with this sack of shit <laughs> yeah me and they uh, love flashing back to the fat monica yeah. too i fucking hate that me me and Allie were watching we were the house of gucci trailer came on uh and i told her i told Allie, i'm like you know that's jared leto right when they when they showed the big fat guy and she's like that's jared leto and i'm i said me and ariana were talking about how they should just get, like why don't you just fucking cast a fat actor um <laughs> like there's not just one fat guy who can't play oh that house of gucci movie is it's upsetting oh i didn't even talk about respect uh, oh yeah uh, how is yeah. that um respect was okay no, going into it i knew i was going to just baseline like it because jennifer hudson is like a generational talent and i love aretha franklin's music so it's like just for that baseline i'm going to be entertained it was two hours and 40 minutes long that's why i was like i can't do like, it in theaters i can't it do it in theaters. To, it needed to be a half an hour shorter um there were some corny lines i mean it was definitely interesting learning about Aretha's life like she did come from a lot of wealth but uh she did have a really hard life growing up but um like she was close with Martin her her and her dad were close with Martin Luther King Jr uh when he was live and um she had actually 
the, the dad had a lot of connections to the music industry in Detroit and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, it just was, it didn't have the right, yeah, it was just too long. It got a little bit sloppy in parts in the middle where you're just like, okay, these scenes are too long. Some of the acting is eh, but I mean, Jennifer Hudson is just so fucking good. Um, and the music is so good and her style is awesome. The fashion, the costume. Yeah. Really I would cool. put that on in the background at home, but when I saw the runtime, yeah. I was like, I'm not in the mood to watch it. Like it was long. It's not Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, it should not have been, it, it could have been, well, the, it's hard. Cause like you couldn't cut out the very last part because it was a very like important part of her career arc or whatever, but there was definitely some stuff that could have been cut out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, I'd still recommend it if you like Jennifer Hudson and like, you know, she's a fucking amazing vocalist and you like Aretha Franklin's music. It's nice to see how like things come together, like how the songs came together and how her career trajectory, you know, how it ended up. But but yeah, yeah it was OK. Anyways, um, Alec Baldwin is a hack. Mourns Cuomo's <laughs> resignation. An investigation found that the former uh, New York governor sexually harassed 11 women. Baldwin, who's been arrested for harassment, seems very upset that Cuomo's career is hurting via the Daily Beast. Uh, Baldwin tweets, regardless of what you think of Cuomo, this is a tragic day. Um, <laughs> what does he? I guess I just don't understand. What does he think the appropriate punishment for sexual harassment is? Like, mm. so you just keep your job because it's really it's he's acting like it's a partisan thing or something. It's like, no, because no, I'm sure he criti- he hates Trump. I'm sure he criticized Trump for being a fucking pervert. I, mm, I have really uh, I t- took issue with his his fucking sick fascination with playing Trump. That, I, I mean, God, that people who impersonate Trump are truly the lowest tier of comedy. So, in society. And also like and and. SNL became the lowest tier. I mean, they've been on the downward for a while, but the fact that they just beat that shit into the ground. And I guess what? I love Stephen Colbert, but when you talk about Trump every fucking day on your monologue, it's like, it's not funny anymore. (laughs) Like, I just like, he is stupid. Uh, It was a horror show. And also that feel like fed into the distraction from like the things that were actually going on. Like his absurdity was just was like yeah distracting from like important issues yeah. but i just fucking hate alec baldwin i've never been a fan of him and like i'm okay these people I mean, need to stop saying things publicly <laughs> you know i didn't know the f slur was a bad word <laughs> wait someone okay i was looking for a review and there was a headline uh, that said no. still water <laughs> like sheds a light on like a trump like it was like basically like a sympathetic portrayal of a trumper i'm like is there a trump wait i thought that this? was i thought that was like mark Wahlberg's character too a little bit i don't too. know is there like is there a, is there a conservative through line in still i don't think so i, think I don't know Damon's i'm gonna have to watch this leftist but look at uh, how he was dressed in i that know movie. i know i saw the post the poster is huge in the movie theaters yeah um, oh, Forrest Whitaker was good in respect too. Is his most transformative role since Battlefield Earth. <laughs> God, he was good as uh, Rita's dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, Alec Baldwin. Like, I think he used to be like a good actor, um, but now I mean, he just does a lot. Of, like, I feel like he's just not like. I feel like he's just like backstage at the SNL studios, just <laughs> just like every day, waiting for him to like, waiting for them to call him up for a fucking rehearsal. Um, Update: Brendan Fraser weight transformation revealed in back in June. Is Did back you in look June. at the? Yeah, yeah, I sent pictures? you the pictures. What I'm saying is that we didn't see that. Oh, he's you sent gained me the weight. pictures. Yeah, I sent it to you on Twitter. All right, hold on, hold on. No, you didn't. I How swore I did. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Brendan Fraser causes a stir. There's okay. a. W- Yikes. Okay, what is this though? They have a picture of. Wait, is that is he wearing a suit too? And he became fat. Where his like hair is balding in that uh, Newsweek picture. Uh, Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Like I said, I like Brendan Fraser a lot. He deserves a second chance in Hollywood, and he's getting it. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. But just cast a fat person for Christ's sake. Unless the movie's about a guy who be is skinny and then gains weight throughout the course of the movie, then just gas. I guess it's like person. makeup and prosthetics or something. Oh. Well, still, I'm sure hell? he maybe gained a, some weight yeah, for he, it. Yeah, he. I don't dead. know. No, maybe not though, because in this video, he's definitely heavy. Yeah, he probably gained some, and then they put more on him. They got to put more on him. 
Oh, he causes a stir when he uh, body transformation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have such an issue with the plot of this movie already. It needs to come out because I'm really curious about how they're going to. What's it about again? It's about a basically a gay guy who loses his lover, and he like has a he he starts eating like binge eating, oh. and that has he has like a strained relationship with his daughter. And I don't think I think oh. I looked up the playwright who originally did this, and he's not fat either. I just don't get why these people. Th- I don't know. There, this we're, is not. We're on, we're on our soapbox about about fatness lately. <laughs> because I think that this is a really touchy topic, like especially when literally most fat representation in the media is already come is the comedic sort of. It's like always a joke. It's it's never represented with any sort of tact, or it's like it always has to be the theme. It's like you can't just cast people who look different. You have to make a fucking obesity sob story about it. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> Also, it's called whale for God's sakes. I mean, we can't get over the title. <laughs> yeah, Brendan, coming back with a bang. You know, I can't fat people just live a normal life. <laughs> um, fatties alone. <laughs> um, John Lithgow joins Leonardo DiCaprio in Martin Scorsese's Killer of the Flower Moon. I like John Lithgow a lot. He's underrated. I liked um, him in This Is Forty. I love that movie. Isn't he in Dexter too? He might be. I can't uh, watch Dexter. I thought you watched it. No. no, I haven't seen it either. I'm past either. Dexter times. I feel like Dexter was like you ha- had to watch it when you're like watching Breaking Bad or else it's like not. But you like Breaking Bad. I do, but I'm not one of those people that thinks it's the best show of all time. There's some people who like literally can't acknowledge that yeah. other new television comes out. No, yeah, I like it a lot. I, yeah, it's, it's a good show. Best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's but. a great show. It's just not. Yeah. Um, Michael B. Jordan plays a soldier and father in Denzel Washington's A Journal for Jordan trailer. I saw this trailer in theaters, so I'll talk about it. The film is based on the on the memoir A Journal for Jordan, a story of love and honor by Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Dana Kennedy. Uh, it follows the real life story of First Sergeant Charles Monroe King, played by uh, Michael B. Jordan, who writes letters to his newborn son, also named Jordan, while he's overseas. King was killed in Iraq in 2006 when his son was just seven years old, seven months old. But his wife, uh, Kennedy, played in the movie by Shantae Adams, keeps all the poignant letters in a book for their son. Um, sad story. Probably good memoir. Uh, the trailer looked terrible and the movie just looked corny as hell. I mean, didn't really look that good. <laughs> I don't know if Michael B. Jordan is. He's too good for that. I literally looked at Ali. I said, why is he casting this? He's too good for this movie. <laughs> You know, and I know Denzel Washington's doing it, but like it looked really just lame, you know? Yeah, I haven't seen a trailer for it, but it's not something that really, um, I don't know. I have a tough time consuming content about the the Iraq, Iraq war. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, I just it's just not my go to. And if it looks cheesy, I'm not going to probably watch it. Um, but mm-hmm. we have heard the murmurs of Denzel. Uh, he coming needs back. To, yeah, He's coming let's, back. Let's get the fucking ham. What is it? Hamlet? Or is it doing I Hamlet? I think it, it's Macbeth. Henry? Hamlet. Or Macbeth. I don't know. It's Macbeth. But, get uh, me fucking get me fucking Denzel and Macbeth right away. I love all adaptations of. I don't know. I love dramatic adaptations of Shakespeare. Like it's just such a such a classic. Aren't they always dramatic adaptations? Well, some of them are. Well, besides comedies, I guess. But, but yeah, but I'm just saying, like, mo- like it's not. It's cool to see how they can just keep making it. That's one thing I won't. I won't complain about people remaking. Is like I always want to see like Sha- reinterpretations. Have you seen Shakespeare in Love? Yeah, I love that movie. Isn't that with your friend Gwyneth? Blech, hate her, yeah. but I like uh, the Fines brother. Oh, Finennes. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this is written by me this headline is written by me it's not by any I hate this, this is inflammatory alright I won't say it then Ashton no, say Kut- it go for it Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are dirty pigs <laughs> who don't bathe their children um, but didn't like other people join in and say I don't bathe my myself okay. like Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is is I honestly don't I I feel like these are planted stories. Like, why is it's like the Entertainment News Canada is like reporting on? Like, I literally don't want to hear any celebrities talk about their bathing habits. I I beg them to stop talking. Like, I don't know why this is like every celebrity's like. Well, actually, I only bathe once. Actually, I let my rank. I don't have kids, okay, but I I will. I I personally shower every day, but I do know that culturally there are different cultures, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're dirty if you don't bathe all the time. But I just also don't think it needs to be a fucking cultural 
touchstone to talk about this. But I feel like, okay, there's a difference between diff- different cultures, but like they said, they wait until their kids are visibly dirty. That's disgusting. Like, unless like the kid like bathed in the morning and then like he jumped in mud that day and then they showered him later. But like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> they're visibly disgusting. They like, have crunchy vibes. They're very like, I, yeah. Ashton Kutcher is like the least worthy rich person. Like, ugh. he did, st- he is very passionate about uh, sex trafficking, though. He does a lot of good work for that. I don't like him either, but you know, it's isn't he, wasn't he involved in something where he was the ex girlfriend or ex boyfriend of a woman who was murdered and he had mm. to like testify or something? Oh, I don't Do know. About that? That. Oh. No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They're just annoying, but I, I love how everyone's like following up and like every Twitter headlines. Well, here's what Jake Gyllenhaal has to say about bathing. It's like, fuck, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, Jake, I love you as an actor, but I think he Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of a weirdo in real life. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. He is kind of like when I watch him and like behind the scenes stuff, he's just very like awkward. He seems like, like he's on the edge <laughs> yeah yeah that's how he keeps he has to inhabit a personality yeah. in order to have one <laughs> um american crime story <laughs> and american horror story producer ryan murphy is developing two new spinoffs including american love story and american sports story at fx what the fuck who's green lighting this <laughs> i mean he must be getting the fucking asses in the seats how what is he going to do on american love american sports story i think there was already story some sort of i think the plots have been released for that but i just am like Guys, american though I'm what's sorry. american about it I i'm don't sorry know. the people who like what's american about american horror story just because it takes place that's in what i mean they've had i mean they've had a few plot lines that are loosely based on like columbine and they had like a oh. really fucked up like racist one about based on like columbine yeah, they love to do like school shooter. They basically love to have e- Evan Peters just be like a school shooter, a serial killer, or whatever, a rapist. Like they'll just put Evan Peters in everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Ryan Murphy such a hack though? Like he yeah. just keeps doing like yeah. this is parody at this point. American love story, American sports want, story. I kind of want to watch prom again though, just a little bit <laughs> because that was so bad. James Corden, oh, fuck James Corden. Um, yeah, so Ryan Murphy's. Yeah, Must be stuck. I don't know why he uh why he's still around, but he, he's a uh, commercial he, gay. We don't want him. <laughs> uh Home Alone reboot with Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, Keenan Thompson sets November release on Disney Plus. Archie Yates from uh Jojo Rabbit will star as Max Mercer, a mischievous and resourceful young boy who's been left behind while his family is in Japan for the holidays. So when a married couple attempting to retrieve a priceless heirloom sets their sights on the Mercer's family home, it is up to Max to protect it from the trespassers, and he will do whatever it takes to keep them out the reboot promises hilarious hijinks of epic proportions and despite the absolute chaos max eventually comes to realize that there really is no place like home sweet home um home alone should not be redone i do kind of like the fact that like maybe keenan thompson is going to be like one of the thieves i kind of like that but i will not watch this i hate ellie kemper yeah, I don't like Ellie Kemper. Rob Delaney has a great Twitter feed. It's hilarious. Who is he? Um, he's like a comedian. Uh, he's hilarious. Why do they do so? I mean, they are they made four Home Alone movies already. Four. <sighs> and the only the first two were good. The third and the fourth were terrible. I think there's like this mistake that Hollywood is like like a trap that they're falling into where they think that if they recreate a movie they can recreate the nostalgia of that moment but they can't do that because that's it's not the same context so you need to make your own movie that is unique that people can look up you know look back to and say that that was like one of their favorite movies as a child there's there's the right places for reboots i'm not saying you just like don't the reboot culture is so much though now it's so it's it's too much when there's so many good the thing is there's just so many good ideas i'm sure people have that like are just getting looked over and it's like who who's watching this like i don't know it's just like one of those movies that people are like whatever it's on i guess people are watching it because kids are probably kids will probably watch it those yeah, brats, I'm not interested those in those dirty bro. I never even really it. was crazy about the first Home Alone. I I understand it's like like a whatever, like a big prominent movie. I don't care <laughs> yes. about it though. Yeah, I'm not like a there's people who like literally like obsess over the Home Alone movies. I like them. I think they're neglectful good, parenting. But <laughs> but they're but they're um yeah, they're not like holy shit, stop everything. I need to watch Home Alone. Um, all right. That's it for movie news. 
Let's get into Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Argana will be leading the synopsis. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world is a 2010 romantic action comedy film co-written, produced, and directed by Edgar Wright based on the graphic novel series Scott Pilgrim by Brian Lee O'Malley. It stars Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim, a slacker musician who's trying to win a competition to get a record deal while also battling his uh, the seven evil exes of his newest girlfriend, Ramona Flowers, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. The film uses uh, famous features of its Toronto setting and matches the style of a video game and comic book imagery. It used real bands, including Beck and Metric, as a basis for each fictional group in the Battle of the Bands plot, with some of the actors also performing. A combination of digital and physical methods were used to create the extensive visual effects. And it's like a cult classic kind of movie. It has like a cult mm-hmm. following now. So. Mm-hmm. so the movie begins with a man narrating... Not so long ago, in the mysterious land of Toronto, Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. (laughs) Yeah, I like Toronto as a set point. I feel like there's not enough movies with Toronto. And it was like not even like necessarily like the cool parts of Toronto. It was sort of like a suburban small town. I don't know. They didn't really show that much stuff from it. Um, I love that they use the Legend of Zelda music throughout the movie. They do like the fairy, um, the fairy fountain music. I wouldn't have been able to tell you i don't know i'm not a big zelda they guy, do like so. a lot of classic video game references in this which i don't do like a lot of like necessarily classic action games but the mm-hmm. zelda i like the zelda music so yeah. scott he's with his friends and they're talking about how he's dating a girl in high school and they're like giving him shit about it scott's 22 and scott's friend asks scott if he and his girlfriend have done it yet and then he proceeds to like list all of the juvenile activities they do together like ride the bus and <laughs> go to the library things like that um his girlfriend's name is knives chow she's 17 years old and she comes over to the house to watch the band practice the band that scott's in is the sex bomb arms uh bob arms bob arms the bombs um, the sex bombs and I like, uh, yeah i like the dude using the old school Nintendo DS at the table. I mean, I guess at that young point Neil. it was an old school young Neil. Um, the girl uh, at the table, what is that? Allison pill. That's mm-hmm. what it is. I didn't know who it was. I initially looked familiar. Yeah. Kim, uh, her hair just looked way too big for her head in this movie. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed yeah. that. Like, I mean, she's supposed to kind of look like a <laughs> yeah. grungy. I mean, honestly, this has a star studded, particularly like female I cast. I did write that um, later when they <laughs> I know there's a sp- specific person that, y'all, I, that I you must know. have I did really not enjoyed know in, in this. Um, and then I've, I've seen the clips of him with, with the eyebrows, but I didn't know <laughs> I he was in that it. so much. <laughs> and, I, and I wrote here, I miss Michael Sarah. Like, I haven't seen him in anything in a I while. know. He, what happened to him he had his moment i feel like he had his moment he had his characters where he was casting everything as that character and now that's him though that i don't him. know yeah but th- it always baffles me to think how anyone will be sexually attracted to him but <laughs> that's what I, I wrote that later i was like does does michael Sarah get anybody like, does he get women like i think anyways. to some extent um yeah. so yeah like we see that there's these animated kind of comic book graphics that are appearing on the screen a lot of times of the music's playing and stuff like that which is really really fun a really cool part of the movie uh knives loves the band's performance and like the bandmates are just continuing to tease scott <laughs> knives chow just a very interesting name she was like um, 25 when she filmed okay because i was gonna say she's, she's hot, so cute but i want to so say like i didn't want to say like oh she's well they made her look up, yeah i was really looking up too. her age i'm like <laughs> hopefully she's over 17 um and yeah, she she was good in this. She's in Glow, which I was trying to figure out where I saw her, um, but she's in she's in Glow, the uh, the show on on Netflix. But um, anyways, yeah. So then Scott goes home to his roommate Wallace, who's played by Kieran Culkin. Uh, Scott asks Wallace not to tell anyone, specifically his sister, that he's dating a seventeen year old. And Wallace immediately calls Stacy, the sister, who's played by Anna Kendrick, and she's like very unhappy that Scott's yeah. dating a 17-year-old. They're all kind of like, why are you dating her? You're going to hurt her yeah. feelings. She's too young. I like the part where he brings, Sarah brings Knives Chow in, and he goes, he's like, let me get your coat, and he just drops on the ground. Um, and then, yeah, I think did we skip the part where they just, because they went into like an intro, like credits just mm-hmm. kind of saying who was in it and i was like i yeah i was like kieran culkin chris evans Aubrey plaza anna kendrick jason schwartzman who i kind of i don't know he's just got a very punchable face but um, <laughs> yeah and this especially yeah um the brie apartment larson. that uh oh yeah brie larson the apartment that kieran and uh 
uh, Michael Sarah live in is just gross. And the fact that they, they have to share a bed every night. And they live across from Scott's yeah. home. Oh, so. I, well, I don't know if it's like his actual home or if it was just the home he grew up in. Like maybe his parents. I feel like they're implying that like that he, he still has access to his. Yeah. I don't know. Like because it seems like he doesn't really pay rent or do anything. Right. I mean, not that you would really pay much rent for that place. But but yeah, yeah. so uh, we find out that. Scott is recovering from a breakup with an unnamed girl. Um, and we meet Julie, who's played by Aubrey Plaza. And I like at her little Chiron, it says Julie Powers, 22 years old, has, has issues. issues. <laughs> did, we, did we get to the DDR yet? Or did we make the where... DDR uh, video games with uh, Knives Chow? And I don't know if I've necess- if I have that specifically, but like, yeah. yeah, they have juvenile dates and they do I- like the... It's not DDR. It's like a kung I know, fu. but I I just said DDR gives me PTSD. Like <laughs> like playing those games when we were younger. I mean, it was like essentially a fight game, but DDR. Like yeah. that's kind of what it was. But I, I was like, this just oh, this just gives brings back not not bad memories, but not good memories either. It's like, like cringe mall like. memories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So Julie invites Scott to a party, and then on the way home from Knives and Scott hanging out, she says that she's never kissed a guy and like scott doesn't really he just is like oh don't worry i haven't either and like again their relationship is just so juvenile um could his beanie be any bigger did you notice his i think i noticed so, it was almost like a like the big kind of beanies the kind of hats that sway from yeah. mtv wears but he like but those are specifically for somebody who has dreads, but like Michael Sarah's just wearing it and it was just fucking huge. I mean, he's just got a weird hair, Style. weird oh, face. His hair. Oh, in this movie, terrible. So on the way, when he's walking home with knives, he Scott has a vision where he's alone in a desert and he's he's saying he's so alone, and a mysterious pink-haired woman skates by and tell him he's not alone. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about this at the end, the manic pixie dream girl trope, her uh, Ramona flowers, and then Kate Winslet and eternal sunshine are often used and Zoe Deschanel in 500 days of summer. They're very much like in the Similar same group of, yeah, like yeah. the kind of same in the quirky girl vibe, quirky girl. Who's like, you know, I float from man to man. I don't care about relationships. <laughs> I, have issues. I have issues. Um, what was I, there, I don't know there was a part where I think it's the part where he wakes up from the dream where he's in bed with Wallace and the other Scott bed. yeah and then he's <laughs> and the Wallace is like was, weren't you supposed to take uh knives to the library and then he opens the door and the sun just like yeah that was pretty funny i love this Um, yeah and like he's always like basically in bed with wallace and then wallace has like either his boyfriend or just random guys in the bed with him yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah so he takes so then like he realizes he has to take knives to the bookstore and or the library and then he sees the girl from his dream and scott is becoming more distracted from his relationship with knives because he's trying to find the mysterious girl so he ends up going to the party and he's asking this like this one guy who's always talking loudly and douchily about bands yeah but he he is in uh new girl and he's hilarious new girl and he's in some other stuff his name is como and i just love where like they're like uh uh michael sarah's like you know people right and he's like and then like the little graphic that goes up says like 25 years old como he's like knows people's like yeah i know people <laughs> but <laughs> yeah they, he he asked him like, the doodle what was the doodle? he has like a doodle of like a girl with messy hair and he's like do you know this girl and he's like yeah that's ramona flowers i heard she might be coming here tonight so he ends up scott ends up seeing her oh and they said that um she might be a little hardcore is what the guy said what did they cast the actress of ramona flowers to look kind of like brie larson because i always used to think that brie larson played um ramona flowers or played like the main character they do kind of have like a similar face and i was just like i'd look at them like and then when they then i they finally got the close-up of ramona i'm like oh that's not her (laughs) that could be an interesting thing i don't know if they necessarily meant that but Hmm. But yeah, he finds that he he finds her and he like goes up there to talk to her and he tells her this like factoid about Pac-Man that, that like knives was really fascinated by, but she doesn't care and he like delivers it so awkwardly. I know. Did you know it was supposed to be called Puckman, but they <laughs> they didn't want it to be vulgar, so they changed it to Pac-Man. She's like, I don't care. Um, so it doesn't really go over well when they first meet, but he he just like watches her the whole time at the party and then he goes over to talk to Julie 
asks about Ramona, even though she's like pissed. She didn't want and like no one wants Scott bothering women. They all like, like does, stay away. Why does she care that does she friends the Ramona? Because she's not really friends. She with said Ramona. that like she's the coolest girl. Don't yeah. ruin it or whatever. Because mm. um, she's like new to town. She's yeah. cool or whatever. Which she, is also and she how also did she, get to the party? <laughs> she moved to Toronto for a job at Amazon. I know. And I just thought I was like, I was trying to think of like when the Amazon boom really started because like it was definitely not back. In it was mostly like books in the beginning. Textbooks. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I def 2010, it definitely wasn't booming. So, uh, but I guess she delivers for Amazon. <laughs> well, yeah, she literally had a single package. Yeah. She's delivering on rollerblades. <laughs> but yeah, he, he finds out that she moved to Toronto. She's American. She works at Amazon. She's cool. And yeah, like I said, Julie doesn't want Scott to pursue her because he fucks everything up with women. So then he mm. has like a master plan to order a package from Amazon. And then while he's doing that, he gets an email that is like <laughs> vague information about seven evil exes and like yeah. blah, blah, blah warning. And he ignores it. <laughs> well, the uh, the movie is this movie is strange, but like like the passage of time is very strange in the movie. Like it's kind of sometimes it's kind of hard to tell like how long, you know, because it's just kind of the, the cut scenes are like very quick. Mm-hmm. And the um, and it also flows very freely from dream to reality, but like also reality incorporates a lot of like dreamlike aspects, like mm-hmm. basically all the fighting and like everything that's crazy that happens is just accepted part of reality. Like the people know that it's weird, but they're like not surprised either. Mm-hmm. Like when Matt Patel comes crashing through, nobody's <laughs> like, "Wait, what the hell is?" They're just, they're always just like, "Okay, like fight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if you think about a comic book where like each yeah. box can like it can signify the end of a scene or whatever. It's sort yeah. of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so knives is still in the picture. Scott's stringing her along. The sex bombs, bombs. Uh, book a show at the Battle of the Bands, which I, I don't know. I thought that was cool. I, I wish I could go. Didn't they go out on a date yet? Didn't Ramona? No, this is the next bullet point I have. Scott has another vision of Ramona and then she like appears at his door and delivers the package. Mm. And he kind of like manipulates her into hanging out because he won't sign the package unless she agrees (laughs) to hang out with him. So then they they basically just like walk around, I mean, and go and they kind of have a date. Um, They go back to Ramona's Mm. place and they share a romantic evening and then like the fucking worst scene and when she's like actually i don't want to have sex with you mm-hmm. like the i don't know that's very like indie girl like actually yeah, it's like, i don't know it was, it's it was similar to the 500 days i think there's a scene like that in 500 days of summer too i think maybe it's like a similar vibe of yeah. yeah like but i'm not gonna sleep with you they're now, all essentially but... the same character yeah yeah <laughs> i said kissing michael sarah seems like kissing a dead fish Ooh. i know man well uh, yeah well, he plays a character in This Is The End where like they're all playing themselves or he plays like a huge fucking yeah. douchebag. But he, yeah, he, if he gets women, that's a shock. Like, or just get anybody of the, anybody, whoever he's, whoever he's sexually attracted to. I won't make I'm sure people date him. But I'm sure, I, I, I know. He's got to be at least intriguing to be around. I imagine I he's like funny. Yeah. Um, he's cuter ish in Juno. He has like more of a and like super bad. He looks better. It's just the hair is really fucking the hair's bad, bad in this. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like they have like a romantic evening and he gets her number. Then at the concert, Knives shows up and she greets Scott with a kiss, and there's tension, but he <laughs> will not address it, so he runs away. <laughs> you know what the part I liked that we, that I that I forgot to mention was when Ramona gives um Scott. <laughs> her number and he goes wow girl number <laughs> and then she just goes away <laughs> um the battle of the bands begins i love this i am so oh. sad i am so very very sad <laughs> wait wait before that sorry so like when they they kiss when yeah. knives and uh scott kiss and they're all kind of looking at each other and there's always this there's uh anna kendrick mm-hmm. stacy is there with her boyfriend and kieran thinks he's gay like is trying mm-hmm. to hit on him and they're all like doing like the intense close-up stare at each other and then um wallace stares at jimmy like i just thought that was really funny yeah he ends up like well it's funny because anna kendrick makes a a thing lately she's like again it seems like she is unknowingly dating gay guys guys. or just men who are just curious Mm -hmm. about their sexuality uh i love wallace though i don't know yeah he's hilarious Um, culkin's good he's heckling the bands and they're (laughs) like (laughs) and then like the band is like this is for you. We hate you. Please yeah. die. So they play a song. And the drummer is seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause like they're, 
they're saying something about how they're all boys and Kieran's like, is the drummer a boy? And it's like a, a little girl is just <laughs> yeah. A yeah, it's just like very stupid, like um, heckles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then like Scott is seeing Ramona and Knives talking. He doesn't want them to figure it out about each other, which I don't get how they did. at least Ramona didn't understand that. Like she seems surprised at the end, but but he starts playing a song to like get their attention. And then this, the band is interrupted by evil ex number one, Matthew Patel. <laughs> yeah, so this was where I was like, <laughs> what is this fight? Like, I had no idea this is where the movie was going. Uh, but then, you like, never knew like the anything. No, about I it? had no idea what the plot was <laughs> of this movie. And then I was like, OK, like the fight choreography is really good. It's really uh, fun. It's a very entertaining scene. Like it's very video game ask. Matthew Patel is just a ridiculous character. Um <laughs> He just looks ridiculous. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they what, go ahead. They dated in seventh grade, Ramona yeah. and Matthew Patel. And yeah, he has like his powers kind of like fireballs, sort of. <laughs> yeah. They do do a little like, like Indian song, sort yeah. of like I don't yeah. know, leaning into that a bit. Um, mm. But like, yeah, he has like a song or whatever and they I fight. Think- I think they're trying to illustrate that he's like kind of American, like also like kind of Canadian, I guess, or kind of Indian. Cause like, yeah, there's part cause he's Matthew Patel. I think, mm-hmm. Maybe, I think, and there was like a couple of points where I think it's why they got together. Right. Because like, he, she was, was like, he was all the jocks wanted me. He was the only non-white non-jock and yeah. we were both rebels together. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then I also like love, <laughs> I don't know. The song is just funny. He's got mm-hmm. like the, the demon harem of girls or whatever. Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, and he's literally he... just like talking about what he has, like my fireballs and my <laughs> harem. Of yeah. Girls. yeah. So Scott wins and he KOs Matthew. He gets a few coins out yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, I like the fight scenes a lot in this. And this is where we, we, we like learn about the seven. Like, she's like, oh, you might have to fight my seven evil exes. Yeah. Yeah. In order to date. Um, and then meanwhile, yeah, Wallace is banging uh, <laughs> Stacy's yeah. boyfriend, basically. Yeah. Um, so on the bus ride home, Ramona tells Scott he must defeat her seven evil exes in order to date her. And the next morning, Wallace tells Scott he needs to break up with knives. So. <laughs> oh, wait, this is, this is funny when, um, cause, cause. Wallace has a boyfriend and he's banging mm-hmm. Jim, Jimmy's at the apartment. And then while, while Wallace is telling uh, Scott that he needs to break up with knives, he sees Jimmy walking in the background. He's like double standard. And, and Kieran goes, yeah. take it up with Liberace's ghost. <laughs> oh my um, God. But there, isn't there a scene where like literally all four of them wake up yeah. together? So it's there's like, like three, it's like him and two other guys or yeah. something. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, he has to go break up with Knives, which oh, this made me so sad. He breaks up with her in, like, the, where is it, the record, record. store? Because he's yeah. she's asking him to dinner, and he's like, I think we should break up. Right after but, she says, we're, like, I'm in love with you. We also forgot that they just made that one scene where uh, Wallace is telling him to break up with Knives, like a, 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 a sitcom. They played the Seinfeld, oh, right, the theme Seinfeld song, music. Yeah, there's, like, the audience reactions in a couple parts. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I was just thinking about like how do they get the rights to the, all that stuff? But yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he ditches. So yeah, he breaks up with knives. Knives is upset. We see more of this later. Scott ends up ditching rehearsal to have dinner with Ramona at his apartment, and he's just like freaking out and psyching himself up. He notices that her hair is a different color, and he basically is like, "Oh, she's fickle, impulsive, and spontaneous. <laughs> she can just do things without even it's feeling literally, anything about it's it." It's literally like uh, Eternal Sunshine, like just the, the characters and it's all of them mixed together into one <laughs> God, i love jim carrey in a journal center he's like yeah oh. <laughs> he's on the bus and he's like yeah, a girl's no. talking to me a girl's talking to me with blue hair um but yeah he 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 ends up he's just like psyching himself up he plays her a song and he kind of just like sort of he has her alone in the apartment but he he can't commit to that so he decides that they're gonna go because wallace has been talking about going to see Stock lucas lee crush yeah like yeah, his, the, yeah the actor guy. and they, they he's filming at the castle and so <laughs> uh michael sarah and ramona uh scott and ramona flowers they decide to go see <laughs> lucas lee who's played and by like, chris evans and he's got the ridiculous eyebrows oh my god uh, and the chin be- like the chin yeah. strap or whatever mm-hmm. Ugh, it so was very horrible. funny it's so ugly yeah that fight was funny because he all he had all the stunt i love him the, yeah the stunt doubles <laughs> so pretty much like we find out that lucas lee is the second evil ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. and yeah there's 
there's pretty much like first Scott has to fight all his stunt oh, doubles, doubles and there's like seven of them. And they're like beat. They all have. They all look the same and they all have like the skateboards and they just start beating the hell out of them. Yeah. yeah so so then he Scott tells like he defeats Lucas by challenging him to basically do like an absurd grind <laughs> down like a huge staircase railing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he which he explodes at, off of. Which yeah, I don't know. I just love how each like villain has their own kind of weakness. Yeah, weakness. And I mean. <laughs> My favorite is the vegan, but we'll talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of good lines there. So yeah, that was that was another scene of like the evil exes. So then Ramona is bailing. She like bails that night after Scott fights Lucas. Scott's feeling unsure of himself, and Envy, who is Scott's ex girlfriend, calls uh, Scott to sort of like taunt him a little bit. Her voice is interesting. Like the voice that Brie Larson puts on this character, it's interesting. Hey Scott. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. It's (laughs) very. I don't know. I love this movie um so then uh does run into he run yeah. into somebody yeah he's There's basically a good what <laughs> well he runs into i mean he doesn't know at the time but it's one of the evil exes mm-hmm. uh of uh, ramona's and it's a girl that's mm-hmm. why he doesn't realize it but <laughs> there's just a part where he's like can we just not do this right now like not in the mood and she's like i've just cashed my last rain check and then he's like what's that from my brain <laughs> i just thought it was so stupid <laughs> but there's yeah a lot so of he's lines. he's like walking around like in the snow he's going to the coffee shop yeah. to try to talk to his sister he gets like kind of slightly like accosted by one of the exes but i'm like how do you not realize this i know um so yeah he goes to he runs into ramona and envy at the coffee shop and they kind of have their first uh like confrontation together um and we see that brie larson is envy and that she is like famous now she's like the head of uh, a really famous band mm-hmm. so Scott and she and then she ends up asking Scott's band to open for them. Yeah. Um, and like Scott doesn't want to, but the band needs the press. So and Knives <laughs> is stalking Scott and finds out about Ramona and she's mad. Uh, and then <laughs> he she keeps calling her a fat ass. I know. I'm like, she's literally not fat at all. <laughs> she's not at all, but I just thought it was so absurd. She's like, he's dating a fat ass. A fat hipster chick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so then we get to like one of the most well, we, Scott's band performs, but then we get to like the iconic Brie Wait, Larson. What there was a funny part where that they, they, they play uh they play the, the opener and I think they're at the bar and Ramona's there and uh I, they make some comment but then uh, what's the lead singer of the band's name Steven mm-hmm. I think Steven's like yeah she has to go she knows we suck yeah <laughs> I just thought it was funny I like their uh, band though yeah I think they're pretty good um the one song that they play at the at the against the uh the twins is good yeah yeah but anyway, so yeah, then we get the I love the performance by Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. She's singing a metric song. That was a fun one. Great song and great like split screen that they did for like that kind of went along with the music. Um, yeah, because Ramona mentioned that she had dated a guy named Todd and <laughs> Envy's current boyfriend's name is Todd. So the there's kind of a band, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a double sort of uh, fight kind of going um, on. A Todd bit. is the best. <laughs> so then like they go backstage after the show and and I don't know why Todd punches knives. <laughs> Todd punches the hell out of knives out, and then like he's like young Neil's like he punches the he punched the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> yeah, she got blue highlights to sort of like emulate Ramona and try to like get Scott back. She she was at the show, uh, oh God. but yeah. So he he punches knives, and then there's a fight that breaks out, and his and he's like untouchable because he's vegan. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like psychic powers because he's vegan. Um, and there's just a part where Brie Larson goes, didn't you know Todd's vegan? <laughs> like there's just a lot of good lines in this. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, I like the way that they animated him with like his glowing eyes and his glowing yeah. hair. And he has like a hypnotic ring he around looks him. looks like uh, Goku from like Dragon Ball Z. Like his hair is blonde and it's like getting pushed up. And then the way Michael Sarah defeats him is that he makes him drink uh, milk with <laughs> milk with half an, or coffee with half and half in it. And then he drinks it. And then the vegan police show up and they're like, and Todd's like, well, don't I get like three strikes and you're out. And they read like his offenses. And the first one is like, you ate gelato on such and such day. He's like, he's like, gelato isn't vegan. And the cop goes, it's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> I just thought it's just, it's just so stupid, but there was a lot of like funny, quick, quick yeah that lines. was a good fight yeah um and then like after that fight scott is kind of being he's just being like a whiny baby it's like he knows at this point he's gonna have to mm-hmm. fight the exes and he's just kind of like being like 
being like slut shaming the fact that she even just had boyfriends in general. I mean, if you take it in the context of the movie, then he's being a baby. But like if you were taking it in the context of any normal situation, like he would be right in the fact that he has to complain that he has to fight seven, seven people. Yeah, but the things he's he's he does make a comment like, "Who is there anyone you haven't slept with here?" It's like you're a dick. Um, That's true. And also, he's the one who's like obsessed with her, so he needs Mm -hmm. to get over it. But then, so when they're at like this after party at a bar. Um, we get the fourth X and it's the girlfriend, Roxy. Roxy. Yeah. And I wrote I that like Ram- I did too. And I said I wrote that Ramona's dismissal of her as gay erasure. She's like, it was, it was but she's like, I'm by furious. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of good quotes. And then like she I guess that Scott is the one that has to knock her out. And he's right. like, I don't think I'm gonna hit a girl. And then Ramona like controls him, like fights like yeah. kind of steps behind him. And she has like a Thor him. hammer at first. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That was a cool fight scene. Um, yeah. like it must have taken a lot of choreography to do that. So, that so was cool. basically to defeat her, he like touches her the back of her knee, knee which and <laughs> he, she basically has like, an... <laughs> and then she explodes. Yeah. And then um, what does she, she says? She says like, he'll uh, never make you feel <laughs> this, this way, way or something. Yeah. 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 That was funny. So that was a good fight scene. Then Scott, he he's a, I think he, that's where he gets the extra life too after yeah. that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like being, yeah, he's in a bad mood. Um, and they go to the next, I think he finds, I don't know if they find out beforehand that he has to fight the, the Katayanagi twins or whatever. She gives him a list Katayanagi and twins. you see yeah. that it's like two people. It's the, yeah, it's the twins. So he has to go fight like these basically like they're Japanese twins and they have like this sort of like electric <laughs> DJ set that they're performing. I feel like they were like the worst of the all of them. Yeah. Like, at least entertaining, I think. Like, I feel like they probably were like in this movie and like we're all already at like an hour and 30 minutes. We probably can't spend too much time. on. This yeah, they need scene. to do two for one. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of cool how like they I like the, a cool the song, scene. the yeah. battle, the bands that they played the garbage truck song or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I wonder if that was a Beck song. Then I'm wondering. I don't know. Maybe because yeah. they said that they modeled because uh, Envy's band was after metric. But but yeah, I like that song. And then they basically just blast them out with like these two avatars, like kind of come up from the music and fight each other. Yeah. They're like ghost, ghost monsters. They're like fighting each other in the form of rock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the twins have like these two dragons. And then the uh, Michael Sarah's band is like, I don't it's know. Like it's a like gorilla a big, or something. No, it's like a, just a beast of some sort. And it beats yeah. them and then it destroys the twins. So then we see that Ramona's we see Gideon to in there. A guy. <laughs> yeah. He's, she's talking to a guy in the crowd. She's green hair now. And like, they know Michael Sarah doesn't connect that it's Gideon yet. And that he's like the record producer guy. Yeah. Jason um, so Schwartzman. She, yeah. She, <laughs> played by Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> Such a punchable fit. He's, just a, he, he's the one who we find out that he's the one who created the league of evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ramona's like, she can't resist him. So she ends up leaving with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scott seems like he's down and out, but the next day Gideon calls Scott, he's like taunting him. And also <laughs> yeah. like Scott's band signs on with him. Yeah. And, and with his Scott, record. Scott leaves while young Neil takes his place as the bassist. <laughs> right. So then like this, this kind of, yeah, this is a pretty fast, like, uh, ramp up to the end of the movie, but basically Scott decides he's going to go and fight Gideon. And so, I love like I don't know. It seems like basically that the band is like indentured servitude, like playing like shitty songs that they don't want to play, and like they're all like yeah. ch- changed in their outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he challenges uh, Gideon, and he says that he loves Ramona, and I love when they Scott is earned the power of love, and he yeah. gets like the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really like that scene. Knives interrupts to challenge Ramona at the same time. Which are so very cool fights at the end of this. Yeah. Yeah. I like this scene a lot. Well, the two mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so knives is yeah, she she thinks that like Ramona like stole Scott, but she didn't. Yeah. Um and Scott like admits that he cheated on both of them. Yeah. And then Gideon stabs him and he dies. <laughs> before that i like the part where he's entering the club first that uh that they're playing the gig at and like there's two guys outside he's like the guy's like password he's like <laughs> and michael starts like whatever and he gets he gets the second, <laughs> second password and he just he just sighs he's like okay cool and he lets him in. <laughs> yeah. this is very stupid but yeah um so then he yeah he dies he wakes up in the desert he talks to ramona and he has an extra life. So he comes back to life and I really like how they reset it back at his apartment. Mm-hmm. 
And then when he comes back the second time, he like he punches, punches the guards, the guards out. The, yeah. <laughs> um, and then and he like goes straight the up. Power of self respect. Yeah, because we're in the power of self. Yeah, he, he says he's fighting for himself and not yeah. for love this time. And then he gets <laughs> self respect and like a level up or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, keep going. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say the fight scene's like kind of confusing because he's yeah. fighting Gideon, then Knives joins to help yeah. fight Gideon, and, and Ramona kind of like, helps. They hit Gideon in the throat at one point. He goes, You made me <laughs> my gum, it's going to stain my digestive tract for, for seven, seven years. years. Yeah, <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah, so they, they end up like double teaming him, and they do like their kind of like their choreographed like a uh, kung fu thing that they used to do at like the the video DDR. game thing yeah, <laughs> yeah so they do their like yeah their choreographed fight and they end up killing him or whatever and then mm. <laughs> after that um he picks scott picks up gideon's glasses <laughs> and he's like you can fight me but can you fight yourself and then they have like mega scott who's like the yeah. evil he's like the, yeah, yeah. Me- scott. mega scott which is like the evil scott like essentially yeah and he yeah he has to fight him and then i guess he just like ends up they end up being friends or whatever yeah because he's like they make it like a dramatic cut where yeah. knives and ramona are waiting outside and then they come out and they're like oh and they have really good french toast there and then they, <laughs> they make plans to get breakfast or something yeah and i was like because i almost was like oh is there another fight that i forgot about but no um so then like the movie's basically over scott almost lets ramona go because ramona feels like i don't know she seems like she thinks that knives and scott are a better team together i thought that's where it was where it was gonna go like i was like convinced that like they were gonna do like a kind of a left turn at the end there and just have him and knives at knives chow to be together but yeah but knives tells scott to go after ramona and they walk away together yeah that's the end. um but I, that kind of confused me because well it seems like they all sort of matured a bit but also at the same time like michael he, he seemed like he was supposed to have learned something in his death but it's like what did you learn like that you're supposed mm. to just relentlessly pursue her yeah i guess i love knives though but also yeah. she is 17. So what do they have in common? <laughs> 18, I guess now. But. Yeah, exactly. They have nothing. <laughs> they have nothing in common. But so that's the movie. Yeah, I uh, I really liked it. Um, first time watching it. Like I, I like I like when I watch a movie and I just have no idea where it's going to go. Um, and uh, I really had no idea where this movie was. I knew it was definitely probably like, you know, more indie and, and cult or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. but I did. Uh, really enjoy it um i gave it uh, an 8.3 yeah i gave it an 8.2 out of 10 so oh wow i'm surprised that was higher i thought you were gonna go higher than i've that. seen it a few times so it's probably like just because i've seen it a few times i think if it was like if you if you had me like read it the, like the first time i saw it like i don't know it's a good it's a good movie though it's so fun it's really funny it's i don't know it's it's the jokes are like really unique i don't know the sense yeah. of humor is unique in it so, yeah it's good it's good it's really funny humor like it's not like extended it's always just like very short lines that just get you uh that just made me, like literally made me laugh out loud like a lot of times um and yeah i mean it's a good cast uh it's a unique concept um it took it it's took advantage fun, of michael sarah and his prime uh yeah and that girl yeah. is that did that girl do anything else after that mary elizabeth winstead she's been in a few things is she she's british um <laughs> just the name sounds very be, no she's american at, she's probably uh, she's actually american yeah, yeah. she was in that ten oh she's married to mcgregor oh. Oh. oh she was in birds of prey she was in gemini uh gemini man yeah she's, she's in been 10 in cloverfield things. lane yeah she was die good hard. In that. she's been a good amount of stuff yeah she's in a couple of the die hard movies she must have been played his daughter I think. yeah oh but yeah it's interesting i haven't like read up on the i don't know it's an interesting like the, the 2010s were the time of like the the quirky indie girl well, void of the when movies was, I, well i know i mean obviously eternal sunshine was like early 2000s like 2003 and then I think 500 was, days was 2000. Yeah. Eight. 2009. So, yeah, I think 2000 to 2010, probably. I'm like, sure in the, the, there's a whole comic book series for this. So I'm sure it's a more developed thing in the, in the series or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was cool. I mean, most people have already seen this movie, honestly, like most people have yeah. probably already watched it, but if you haven't, I, w- I would definitely recommend yeah, it. I'd it's recommend super it. fun and it's good music and it's just like really funny. Yeah. It's on Netflix. 
so take advantage. It's been on there for a while. Actually. Yeah, it has. I, I thought it was going to be taken off by the time I watched it, but it is still on there. So yeah, feel free to watch it. Um, yeah, that'll be it for the episode. Next week, we're going to have Allie on for episode 70, but I don't know what we're going to review yet. Yeah, we don't. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. My Big Fat Creek Wedding, we should review soon. Mm, I don't know when, if we'll do it next week or another time, but we should review that movie. Um, All right. Well, make sure to subscribe to us on uh, your listening platform. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you have access. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Mostly Instagram. Instagram is our most, I guess, used platform. Maybe Twitter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, take a look there to find some clips and posts and stories. And recommend movies if you want. Yeah, that's true. If uh, if you want us to watch a movie, <laughs> um, have us, you know, just, just shoot us a DM or something or respond to a story. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, see you next week. Bye.